Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Uh, it was just I wanted to finish with, with my teammates uh, this season. Um, again, there's been a lot of work, a lot of... Um, you know, a, a lot that's gone into this year. And, you know, um, I just get another chance to play with my brothers. That's really how I look at it. Um, this is a, a great opportunity for us as a team, uh, for me, um, you know, for all of us. And, um, you know, we've, we've all had each other's backs all year. Um, it's been about accountability, about uh, making sure that we're, we're, we're holding ourselves to our standard. And um, that's words that we all live by, that, that I live by. Um, so for me, um, you know, it was easy. I just wanted to, um, you know, it's another opportunity to go out there and play with, play with my brothers. All right, that was uh, Bryce Young explaining why he has chosen to play in the Sugar Bowl. He's the rare, draft-eligible, highly soon-to-be-highly-drafted player that is deciding to play in a non-playoff bowl game. He and Will Anderson both are going to play in the Sugar Bowl against Kansas State. Um, and, um, and right now, the consensus seems to be out there among experts that the Texans should have the number one overall pick, and that if they do, they need a quarterback, and thus, they should draft Bryce Young out of... Alabama as we uh, continue here in the nine o'clock hour on Payne and Pendergast we got a good text to the to the show a little bit earlier and th- this is this will be um this will be a topic of conversation obviously as the draft moves forward is okay you're gonna draft Bryce Young what are the expectations what does good look like if you're using the number one overall pick on a quarterback um someone asked if you knew 100% that Bryce Young's ceiling was Doug Flutie would you draft him number one overall to the trail if that was his ceiling then no that's a tough hypothetical, I yeah. guess. Yeah, it's like, uh, if it, in this hypothetical, you're going to pretend that you have no knowledge of the hypothetical. Right. Um, that's a tough one. So, yeah, if you knew 100% what his ceiling was, then certainly, no, you wouldn't draft, uh, you wouldn't draft Doug Flutie number one overall. The but way, that's, the, that's the whole vexing part about the draft is yeah. you just have no certainty like that. The, the way I like to look at this, Seth, and McLean and I got this question to the, the, the podcast, and we chopped it up a million different ways on the Utopia Football Podcast in the mailbag. Um, but the way I like to look at this is, okay, Bryce Young is is going to be, if let's pretend he's the number one overall pick to the Texans. And you look at the last couple decades, and there's been 15 quarterbacks that have been taken with the number one overall pick. 15 of the last 20 drafts, it's been a quarterback going number one. So, I, oddly enough, the Texans in their last two times they've had the number one overall pick have been the rare exception rather than the rule when they took Clowney in 14 and they took Mario Williams in six. Um, in 06, uh, the way I like to look at it is, okay, let's look at those comps, those number ones. Who like who would be the lowest level of quality of those number one overall picks where I would look back and go, okay, Bryce Young winds up being that guy, then I'm okay with it. I can, I can live with maybe having foregone drafting a Hall of Fame defensive end or running back. If I have a quarterback, because it's a more important position, that performed yeah. at, like, say, Matthew Stafford's level or Alex Smith's level or something like that. Yeah, that's uh, – well, Alex Smith is a good example because Alex Smith was 
as a quarterback, he was just fine. Yes. You know, he was that classic guy. He was better than – I would take well, – let's see. Would you, I would take uh, Alex Smith over Kirk Cousins. Yes. Alex Smith with a full tibia and fibia yes. over uh, Kirk Cousins. You're just saying it's yeah. the overall quality of player. Not yeah, their, not their like resume, the always, just how good they are. I still would feel – I mean, it's just such a – it's such a hard question because you know going into it that the number one overall pick rarely lives up to those expectations. Sure. Um, so what do you what do you what what what's a pick that makes you feel like it wasn't a bust of a pick? Right. Like, would you consider Alex Smith a bust? No. Well, with okay. San Fran- early on in his career in San Francisco, I is he a bust as a number one overall pick? I mean, he's once he got once he got with Jim Harbaugh, he became when when he was with Jim Harbaugh and Andy Reid. He was this good, solid NFL quarterback. Right. Um, ultimately, but was ultimately chosen to be replaced by Colin Kaepernick. He was. He was. I would yeah. say Smith is probably right at that line and maybe slightly below. I would be disappointed if Bryce Young were the caliber of player Alex Smith was. Here are the quarterbacks. Yeah. Yes or no. Okay. Don't, no time to think. This is a Rorschach test. Okay. Do you uh, – we'll, we'll start at 2019. Okay. Yes or no, is, it a, is this a good pick if they pick a guy who ends up being like this? Kyler Murray. Still early, I would say no. Baker Mayfield. No, definitely no. Jared Goff. Uh, no. Jameis Winston. God, no. <laughs> Andrew Luck. Yes, absolutely. Cam Newton. 100%. Sam Bradford. No. Matthew Stafford. Yes. Alex Smith. Hmm. <laughs> That's the line, right? And you know what the other – okay, so Eli Manning, yes, but with an asterisk. <laughs> yes, yes, and yes, and, and, and even though he's – you just rattled off all those yeah. names, and of all those names, Eli I think is the only – Stafford won a Super Bowl just with the Rams, but but Eli's the only – he's the only one that's won two – um, yeah. I to me, Eli's the line. Like if they draft Bryce Young and he winds up being the caliber of player Eli is for 15 years for this organization. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I, yeah. I, I know, and you, you, yeah. Like you can you can diminish exactly how good he was or what have you, but yeah, he was he was at the helm of two Super Bowl championships. Yeah. Where, uh, you know, nobody is sitting there thinking, well, yeah, they could have. Nobody's really having the conversation. Well, yeah, but think of how good they could have been with somebody else at quarterback. Right. So the, Eli was just fine. Eli's complicated, but it's he's probably Carson at Palmer. Palmer. Uh, I'll yeah. Carson Palmer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Carson Palmer was almost an MVP a couple of years. David Carr, moving on. Michael Vick. <laughs> well, we're Michael Vick, Tim Couch, Peyton Manning. <laughs> Michael Vick is you know, complicated. Like, <laughs> so uh, what, that would have worked out to about a third of the time to yeah. 25% of the time you're happy with the quarterback that you're selecting. So you just go, you go into that with open eyes. We had somebody yesterday, one of our listeners, um, said he was tired of people not being held accountable for, for who they're claiming were, the, uh, were, were high prospects. Yep. And they brought up Ryan Leaf. And he said, well... As far as if you're talking about the media, the media was correct in saying that Ryan Leaf was a top prospect. Yeah. He was drafted number two overall. That makes him one of the top prospects. So it's blame it on the Chargers and anybody else that might have drafted Ryan Leaf. Like, that's the crapshoot that it is at the very top of the draft. Well, anywhere in the draft, really. But I don't think anybody that follows football all that closely is under the illusion that, oh, wow, we draft a guy number one overall, then it's a road to glory guaranteed. But it's a nice lottery ticket to have. It's yeah, it's like it's like having a nice lottery. It's like having uh, extra ping pongs in the NBA draft. Yeah, you know that it's not guaranteed, but you got a better shot at it. Did you skip Jamarcus Russell just because the answer was too obvious? 
I forgot that he actually played quarterback. <laughs> He's the number one overall pick. I did just skip over Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, 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 I'm, yeah. Yeah, no, I I'm, skip over. I, I looked over. I, I think my eyes went to Mario Williams from the year before. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah you're right. I because I just counted up of the ones you just rattled off. I said, and again, the question is: if Bryce Young winds up being the quality of player that this guy was, would we be happy with that? You rattled off about twelve names, and I said yes to five of them. Um, well, and that's including, we didn't include Trevor Lawrence or Joe Burrow right. in that. It probably was unfair to include Kyler Murray because it's still young. Yeah. Like the, I'd like to give Kyler Murray at least a chance with a, a different offensive coordinator sure. slash head coach. Yep. I really would. I don't think Kingsbury's done done right by Kyler Murray. Um, so, you know, Joe Burrow, if you add Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence to that, at the very least, I think Joe Burrow is going to be just fine. And Trevor Lawrence is really, really looking like uh, more like the guy that you expect. Then it's almost 50-50. Like, you know, yeah. again, and again, not Hall of Famers, but good, solid quarterbacks. You're not going to fire the GM for draft. Right, right, right. It made me think of this, thing, you know, like this. And this may be sacrilege, what I'm about to say. But just I think this frames it because... Because none of these guys, I, Eli, people are going to debate Hall of Fame. He'll probably wind up in there because he's a Manning. But none of the guys we just named, Seth, with those number one overall picks, Burrow and Lawrence, it's still too early. But like Luck, not a Hall of Famer. Newton, not a Hall of Famer. Eli, I don't think should be a Hall of Famer. Palmer, Stafford, none of them are Hall of Famers. All very solid. All of them were in drafts, obviously, where Hall of Famers were drafted shortly after them. It just happens all the time. And it got me thinking just about here and Hall of Famers, if you could go back and do it all over again, would would you rather the Texans? And I know they couldn't have taken him because they didn't have the number one overall pick. But just play a hypothetical here: if they could have somehow gotten Cam Newton instead of J.J. Watt in 2011, oh, would you rather have had Cam Newton for the next decade or J.J. Watt? What would Cam Newton? You know what it looked like with J.J. Watt. What would Cam Newton have done in a? in a Gary Kubiak offense. I, I've been waiting been, to hear you talk about this. Cause yeah, I, yes. that could have been kind of scary. Yeah. And Kubiak would have had a lot of fun with it. Yep. You know, early on with the Panthers, there, there, um, there was a little bit of sometimes offensive coordinators. What's his name? They ended up being the head coach of the Browns. Um, trying to get almost Chudzinski. a little too cute. Yeah. A little too cute and a little too clever with Cam Newton versus, Gary Kubiak, who I think could just plug him into his system and bring him along slowly and maybe maybe teach him a more systematic approach to the game to where it wouldn't have had to been Cam Newton, herky-jerky, working through multiple different coordinators trying to figure out the game for himself. Gosh, that's a tough one. Um, well, I mean, obviously, look, the quarterback's quarterback. And like, yeah. so hypothetically, if you could, we saw the, the best example of the value of a quarterback versus a defensive lineman is that J.J. JJ Watt had one of his best years in a year when the Texans went 2-14. and 14. Of course. You know, like it just uh, – it's you only have so much impact on the game. Yeah. So Cam Newton, in, and especially paired up with Gary Kubiak, I'd take that over a lot of other scenarios. I, I think I would too, yeah. and it's no disrespect to J.J. Watt. Like that, that, that it's just it, – it's an easy way to illustrate it for Texan fans because they've experienced having a Hall of Fame player in the same draft as, a Hall, as, as one of these quarterbacks. Yeah, and this is the part where I struggle because I like as a rule I don't like saying, well, if you're going to have an offensive if you're going to draft the quarterback, you want to have an offensive-minded coach because there's so many examples of where it's it's been the opposite, yeah. you know, whether it's Mike Tomlin or or Bill Belichick or whomever. It's certainly not a guaranteed 
need or, or it's not a prerequisite you be an offensive-minded coach. But I, if you're a defensive-minded coach, I want you to really have either a history or a track record perhaps of understanding quarterbacks and working with them. I like Maybe I'm a little too the persnickety that way. And Lovey Smith does not have the best reputation of having Zero. cultivated or, uh, yeah, worked with quarterbacks or anything. Yep. So if I'm taking Bryce Young, I either want an offensive-minded head coach or a coordinator who gets a damn good offensive coordinator in here to, uh, to work with that young draft pick. Here's the other one I was thinking, Seth, looking at this list of these former number one overall picks. Forget about that Eli won two Super Bowls. I'm just talking about the quality of the player because there's a lot that went into those Super Bowls. Would you rather have had – Seven years of Andrew Luck or 15 years of Eli Manning? Oh, 15 years. Well, 15 years of Eli, you got to remember, it's hard to answer that question because times were different back then. There's a good chance that if Eli Manning had a similar first couple seasons uh, in today's age that he had when he started out, um, he would have been traded they might like have punted a on him. Yeah. to a Sean McVay team or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so, I mean, like, in 2004, 48% completion rate in seven games started. 48%, Sean. He threw it, and that's 2004. That's not, like, Joe Namath era or yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. He completed 48% of his passes. Yeah, yeah, like, it's, it's really just, it's a, it's a, the question is just the way to apply names to the question yeah. of would you rather, if you're using the number one overall pick, would you rather get 15 years of slightly above average play or seven years of, I've, at times, elite play? Well, this is where it comes down to nature versus nurture, too. And, like, we had the discussion with Cam Newton. Cam Newton with Gary Kubiak in his first few years, I think it would have been smoother sailing, perhaps, than, than it was for him, maybe for his entire career. I think Pat Mahomes, if Pat Mahomes went out to the Cardinals and in his rookie year was being coached by Cliff Kingsbury, I think we'd be having a much different discussion about Pat Mahomes. Absolutely. I think Pat Mahomes is still a better quarterback in that situation than Kyler Murray, but he's not who he is now with with uh with Andy Reid. Dude, they were you know? barely bowl eligible at Texas Tech together. Yeah, I know. No, I know. I know he didn't win games. He had an awesome college he played offense. with Kingsbury. <laughs> God. Against kids. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's the part where it gets really tough to try to figure out okay, what was what would Andrew Luck be like in a different scenario where perhaps, you know, Bruce Arians didn't let him sit back and be a, 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 a tackling dummy. Um, and, he, and he worked with him on becoming a more efficient player earlier than he did. I don't know. Well, I don't know. And a GM that's not trading Trent, a first round pick for Trent Richardson and yeah. drafting bums other than Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hilton. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. The GM there too. He was bad. So, I think that I think in Kyler that and that's how I am with Kyler Murray. Like if you flip flop Kyler Murray and Pat Mahomes, I think that Pat Mahomes is still a better quarterback in Arizona than Kyler Murray is. Yeah. And but again, I'm biased in saying that because I've seen really good Pat Mahomes. But I think if you take Kyler Murray, obviously, and put him in Kansas City, it's a it's a whole different scenario and conversation we're talking about. I mean, I think the I think the floor for Kyler Murray in with Andy Reid in Kansas City would be something a lot more like uh, an Alex Smith-type performance. Yeah, what I'm hearing from you right now, if I'm a Texan fan, is if they're going to draft Bryce Young, they better get the offensive coaching staff right. They better get yeah. that part of it right. And if you're not going to fire Lovey Smith, then it better be uh, it better be with a different offensive coordinator. Got to um, be. There's some, yeah, there's, there's got to be some, some change to the infrastructure there. Yep. Uh, people pointing out, this is middle screen pointing this out. Alex Smith had four 11 plus win seasons. No, I, yeah. I get yeah. it. He's, 
He's the one I have to think the hardest about in this thing. Alex, but the, you always have to remember this too. Like, especially when it's smart coaches doing it. Like Jim Harbaugh and Alex and Andy Reid both wanted to move on from Alex Smith. Correct. I think that Alex Smith Alex Smith is probably the perfect example of a guy that gets replaced because the, their coaches, their very smart coaches, feel like their, their limitations as a thrower, as a passer, yep. are going to keep us from getting to the ultimate spot. With Eli, if you think about Eli, like Eli might be that case where he's not as good a regular season quarterback as Peyton Manning, but his ability to make the Robert Ory type of pass, yeah. you know, like a Robert Ory buzzer shot, like Eli Manning's ability to make some of those, the Manningham reception mm-hmm. and the helmet catch um, were both two throws that just flat out Alex Smith wouldn't make. You know, like those guys at some point along the road in making it through a playoff run, you, you almost always have to have some ethereal play or talent out of your quarterback unless you've got an awesome, awesome defense that year. So I think that's what those coaches look at. So, yeah, I think Alex Smith deserves a lot of credit for having the career he did, and yet he was a guy that both Andy Reid and Jim Harbaugh felt they had to move on from. Yeah, and, and you know what? They were both right. I mean, Kaepernick, yeah. took, him, Kaepernick took him to a Super Bowl the next year, and Pat Mahomes won a Super Bowl. Or no, took him to a, took him to an AFC title game, won a Super Bowl two years and, later. And to be fair and to rub salt in the wounds of Chargers fans, uh, the Chargers felt that Drew Brees was a quarterback who had to be moved on from. So the counterpoint, <laughs> the counterpoint to my own point was, yeah, yeah they were saying that. Now, Brees had that shoulder issue. Yes. But, uh, you know, so there's that. These rules are not always hard and fast, for sure. They didn't sure. get the shoulder injury until after they drafted Ryan Leaf, right? Or, I mean, uh, uh, Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers? Rivers? Right? Yeah, I don't remember the timeline on that. Yeah. I just remember Nick Saban might still be coaching in the NFL if they hadn't flunked flunked him on his for shied away from stabbed. his shoulder. Nick Saban would have been stabbed in the night by one of his players. That's if, true. Uh, That's if true. He, had, he should thank his lucky stars that the doctors didn't allow Drew Brees. Good point. Nick Saban was going to have a hand grenade rolled under his cot at night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Out there acting like you're a little Napoleon amongst grown men, does, not on scholarship. Yeah. Does Greg does Greg Gumble, a noted sports talk radio hater, does he think that all highly drafted bust quarterbacks look alike? We got the audio next. Hmm. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. So Greg Gumbel, a noted CBS play-by-play guy who hates sports talk radio. Remember that? We played that audio a couple months ago. He hates it because uh, sports radio listeners only want to be spoon-fed information. But he also hates it because sports radio listeners would call up and disagree with his takes. Right. Um, so it was he was like playing both sides of every coin that whole way. Yes. Yeah. And it's gotten him this far. Credit to him. He's had a nice, long, and storied career. Um, but he's getting. He's been on his brother's coattails this whole time. He's getting. He's getting. That's older right. I said ho time. He's getting older now. <laughs> He's 76 years old. He's holding up well for 76. Um, That's his problem. But he had a little bit of a, a, a an issue on one particular drive in the Steelers-Panthers game over the weekend. He continually, continually kept mistaking Mitchell Trubisky, Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback, for Sam Darnold. Here, it happened this time, right here. This is a second and nine. Darnold with lots of time throwing to the near side of the field. Catch is made by Deontay Johnson. And then a couple plays later. Darnold throwing this side of the field. A catch is made by Deontay Johnson. And Johnson shaking tacklers. And then the next play, because Deontay Johnson drew an unsportsmanlike conduct, the Steelers were backed up, and then the snap happened, and here we go. Darnold flips it over the middle, a little behind Miles Boykin, and Boykin... Had to go to the turf. I think Gumble does games with Archuleta. I'm not 100% sure, but I think he does games with Archuleta. Whoever he does games with, at some point, don't you kind of elbow him and say, like, dude, it's it's Trubisky. It's not. I don't know. Not, like, while well, he's in the flow. No, but, like, I mean, they might you, have said it. Yeah. You know, hmm. or his producers. I don't know. Maybe they said They probably told him between. I don't know. This might be one of those moments where, uh, luckily, I've been doing this since I was, like, 22. <laughs> and it used to concern me but no longer does. But he's not known for doing that. He might have to kind of have a conversation with himself. I've talked to other – I'll tell you what, honestly, I'm not doing this, like, to protect anybody, but just to be kind of out of a show of respect to some veteran broadcasters who do play-by-play. Yeah, yeah. um, Who retired, who said that they could just sense that they weren't weren't as sharp as they used to be, and they didn't want to – they didn't want to go down that road, mm. you know, where you start making little errors like that here and there, and you yeah. can just tell that you're not what you once were, that they don't want to go down that road. So I think, like, uh, all kidding aside, as far as uh, Greg's takes about sports radio, maybe maybe that's uh, kind of on a sign that that's, this might be it for him. Now, they know? were playing Darnold's team. Yeah. They were yeah. playing the Panthers, so it's not one of those things where, you know, like it's Mitchell Trubisky, and he looks like Sam Darnold, and he's... Oh, yeah. You know, no, and I, like, frankly, I... Don't think it's that big a deal. Yeah. I think uh, it's it just it happens. But if he's not, if he hasn't always done that, and yeah. I don't ever remember hearing bits of him doing it before or anything, then maybe that is just a little bit of a sign. Or or maybe it'll be a little bit of a wake up that okay, you know what? I'm getting just like athletes. Mm-hmm. When you get older and you're in any kind of a mentally uh, driven profession, you got to start taking care of things. But you got to watch your sleep. 
better. You yeah. got to take care of your diet. You got to do all those things to stay mentally sharp and yep. alert. So maybe uh, maybe it's just a little bit of a wake-up call for him. It's about to get really cold here, man. It's about to get ah, really we'll cold. Fine. It's, dude, it's Lopez. When have we ever had an issue with weather, Sean? Lopez. <laughs> uh, pretty much, it gets cold. You put on a blanket. Uh, your your power plants function fine. None of those elbows freeze up, and then boom. Our good. building has been sending out an email a day for the last week on what to do in freezing temperature. Like, Reminding us to leave the faucets dripping slightly, yeah. um, you know, reminding us to leave cabinets open, you know, like where there's pipes underneath and things like that to let some That's warm air I, blow through. And Yeah, and it's all building. I always, uh, if I were you, I'd get the penthouse. I, I don't like the, uh, cause <laughs> thanks all for it, the advice. Yeah. I don't, oh, you didn't get the penthouse? I did not. Not even close. That was dumb. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, it was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Amy said the same Any, thing. <laughs> anytime, anytime there's people above you, and you know who that happened to? Was it? It was Belichick. Was it Belichick and Parcells? I think they had a condo in Miami, both in the same building. And one year, either Belichick or Parcells got there, and the other one's unit above had burst a pipe and was just, you know, gushing water down into into their unit. Yeah. That's a it's a pain and that's a lot of it's a lot of work to prevent the mold and everything, man. That's that, that's Especially my fear. Miami. My that yeah. that's my fear is the people above us. Yeah, like the the just a pipe bursting and ruining whatever, you know, ruining the wall of TVs, ruining clothes, ruining the stash you've got for the penthouse, that, you've yes. been saving your kitty. Yes, the, yes. The kitty you've got underneath the uh, underneath your mattress. That's in right. The that's right. To the left as you enter Sean's apartment. They ain't gonna take and wet you, money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. I'm, so I'm nervous about it. it's gonna get cold. But we've been. Uh, so we were. Um. We were walking the neighborhood. Uh. Last night, two nights ago. I'm curious. Um. As I was watching some of the modes of transportation, and we we live we don't live in River Oaks, we live near River Oaks, so we walk River Oaks because the River Oaks yeah. people put up amazing lights, yeah. S- such good lights that people come from miles around just to drive around the neighborhood like it's Disneyland. I was curious where you are at on the various modes of transportation people choose, particularly the pedal bar. Are you a fan of the pedal bar? You know, like pedal the bar? oh, you mean like the. Like the bar, like it's like a like an oval shaped counter where like eight people sit around oh, and they pedal. Yeah. And okay, the bar, yeah. I was, sorry, I was confused. I didn't know. Like, oh, so people people take the pedal bar to the River Oaks. They, t- they drive through River Oaks and they're yeah, and, they're, and they drink and they look at all yeah. the lights while they're pedaling. So it's for people who aren't familiar with that. This is why I was confused. I thought you were talking about like, what do I take out of the garage for a spin? No. Um, yeah, you got to rent that. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. To, yeah. 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 Unless you have your own. I mean, I don't know if you got Sean, Sean Pendergast penthouse money or anything. Maybe you got your own pedal bar in the garage. Right. In your, in your fourth port in your garage. But um, I've never done that. Uh, Sean, you know me. I'm an easy sweater. I, any amount Same. of physical exertion, even if it's 25 degrees out, yeah. it's going to get me going. And then you stack on some jello shots with that. Yeah. Uh, not a chance in hell. Okay, good. I said the same then, thing to then Amy. I'm, not, I'm literally not pulling my weight then either right. because I'm not pedaling, but I weigh 270 pounds. Right, so right. You gotta... my weight is a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, just a party pooper at that yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. I said the same thing. I, I'm, I, and when I see people on those things and it's June during yeah. the day, I'm like, that yeah. does not look like the one thing I don't want to do is a bike. 
and B, uh, bike and drink at the same time. Like, I, I, if I'm going to drink, I want to go relax. I don't want yeah, to pedal. Um, like, I don't get what's the appeal of being like, uh, like, like some more, a little bit more technologically advanced version of the Flintstones or something. I guess. Is this, uh, what's the appeal of that? I don't know. Of going out and riding a bike of which you have no control over. Oh, I can be like a, I can be like a Viking slave in a galley. Yeah. Oh, I would love that. That would be it, awesome. I think it really tests the theory of as long as you're drinking while you can do something, it's awesome. Yeah. And I don't think that's necessarily true. Like, I don't like bowling. People are like, oh, bowling's great because you drink and you bowl. I hate bowling. I think bowl- bowling is gross. You go there and you get the ball and everybody's fingers like have bowling. been in there and the shoes. Oh, ugh. No, to wit, though. Yeah. If I'm using that term properly. Right. Uh, bowling is an activity where I'll sweat my ass off. If I'm wearing jeans in a bowling alley, yeah, it's uh, so it's uh, I'm not. It's not as appealing. Any of these kind of supposedly low rent or low exertion jogging at a conversational pace, yeah. which supposedly exists. No, I'm not doing it unless I, I'm unless I'm considering it a workout. I'll tell you why so you what, like yeah. why you like bowling because they and you'll sweat doing it because they keep score. That's why. Yeah, it's yeah, the competitive. Yeah. It's the professional athlete in you. They keep scoring. I do like that. bowling. Yeah. Plus, I wear a heart rate monitor, so I get a cardio workout. Really yeah. You get you get splat get points the, for it. Yeah, yeah, I get the heart rate up over seventy. There I think you it's go. Something, something better than resting, and I'll uh, yeah. Hay rides. Where are you on hay rides? There's oh, a lot hay of hay rides are fun. Hay rides like that go through River Oaks. Yeah, as long as I'm not having to pedal the horse. Right. Around. Exactly. Like exactly. Like, oh, but our, our horses have pedals. <laughs> or pull the wagon. Seth Payne with a bridle strapped over him. I I hate the hair rides when they make me pull everybody. It's the worst. <laughs> um, open roof bus tours. Where are you on those? You, have you uh, seen those? I like, like those. I did one of those in New York once okay. in New York City, and it was fun. It was a little too hot. It was one of those days where it was um, deceptively hot because yeah. it was only like it was like 69 degrees, but it was really sunny. Yeah. And then you realize like, oh, I'm sitting in a bus in traffic with the sun glaring on me. It was, uh, it was a little too much, but other than that, I enjoyed it. That, yeah. that looks fun. There's, we saw a few of those driving through river Oaks and they were like mini school buses and they, they just basically chopped out the roof and you get yeah. the seats in there. So it's like a gigantic convertible and it's a bus. They got it decorated. I'm sure music is playing in there. And that's the closest thing in Houston. You're probably going to get like when you go to LA and they sell the maps to celebrities houses and things like that. Yeah, you drive through River Oaks, and there's several famous people whose houses you're going to drive by in there. They have mm. them all lit up and everything, and that's you they know, do a bus tour of River Oaks. They do well. The buses. That's where we were walking when the buses went through for the Christmas lights and stuff. Like, there's the fence where Cal McNair and Tony Busby used to consort. That's well, they live fairly the- close <laughs> to each other, and I will say both of their houses are decorated to the nines. <laughs> I, I was making a joke there. About that. <laughs> I, know. I had to point out that I'm joking there about the conspiracy theories right. uh, about various. You know the bus tour, Sean. Hmm. The bus tour is very underrated when on vacation because the first time it was like the first adult vacation I ever took was with Brandy to a uh, to like an all inclusive resort in the Bahamas. And uh, we realized after three days at an all inclusive, you get a little bit of stir crazy. Yeah. And uh, so so we went out and we started, you know, we took a bus tour, just kind of almost like that's what old people do. But whatever. I don't want to walk around anymore. Took a bus tour and it was delightful. I loved it. (laughs) It was awesome. It was really cool. You get the history of the island yeah. and everything. You can get all, if you want to get a little nerdy, you go take some of these tours where they, they give you the history of things. That, that's why I point out that this particular bus driving through River Oaks, as long as you've got a narrator on there or a guide, I guess they would call yeah. it, that, that can tell you something, some interesting things about the various things you're driving by, it can make the trip for you. 
Yeah. You're someone yeah. who likes those little factoids, those little historical yeah. things. Yeah. You know, I like things. anything that where I can learn things and make it sound like I read a book without actually totally. having a book. Totally, yes. This is why the, the golden age of podcasts and audiobooks has been such a boon for me. It's been huge. Um, 8413 on the... You know, I read a book by Joe Rogan the other day, and what he said was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, easy. <laughs> I was I was reading this book by Joe Rogan and Louis C.K. Right. And what they what they had postulated was <laughs> Damn it, I thought I sounded smart. Where did everybody go? Uh 8413 trailer wheel and frame text. Pedal bar says you can fake pedal and let everyone else do the work and you get hammered. I don't want to do that though. Uh yeah, that's you're too you get, honest. That's how you, that's how you get rolled out of the SEAL team, man. No way. I, I, gotta be, uh, I don't want to be the guy that's obviously not pulling his weight on the SEAL team. I feel like on the average pedal bar with the, like the average distribution of human beings, you yeah. would be the most noticeable one if they weren't pedaling. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like all of a sudden it would be this like, thing is really dragging. It feels like, I feel like we're going against the wind every direction we turn. Right, right. Because yeah. for one, you would be the, you'd probably be the heaviest on there. And B, if you were pedaling, you would have the most oomph behind no, it as well plus i dude in any group effort thing like that i can't help myself i have to um i have to do two things yeah. i have to contribute and i have to be the best at contributing yeah so that's why i know i'd sweat my ass off yep. it would suck yep. i'd be miserable about it Great. and then i'd start pitching at the other I'd be like, come on you gotta want it you're gonna want it <laughs> Seth Payne great pedal bar teammate that's what I just heard it's <laughs> a great teammate uh, that's a, that'd be a fun drinking no never I don't want to encourage that it's okay text message 2567 did you all just discover River Oaks no I just said it. no we didn't just we just brought it up on the radio but we're bringing it up for See, the benefit of the people man you must be talking about did you discover the River Oaks Christmas lights yeah no and I'll tell you honestly, the first time I drove through Houston after I had been drafting the expansion draft, after Brandy came and we were looking around, we were kind of just randomly lost. And like Kirby was, now this was in February. So Kirby, we ended up on Kirby driving through that area, but where people still have like pretty ornate lighting displays and everything, just regular 365, 24-7. Yeah, yeah. No doubt. And that was my first like, oh, I'm, I'm not in... Kansas and or Jacksonville anymore. This is, uh, <laughs> yes, this yes. is a different deal right here. Yes, yes. This is like a main thoroughfair, right. and those are the eight of the biggest mansions oh. I've ever seen. Wow. Yeah. Civilized people. This is, uh, yeah. wow. <laughs> um, okay, uh, we've got one more segment to go. John Lopez, Landry Locker in the loop. They're going to jump in with us. We'll find out what they've got going on on their show. Thursday Night Football tonight. I'm looking forward to watching this over at Lopez's house for our little gathering. This this Thursday, this may sound crazy, 6-8 and eight versus 7-7. Seven and seven. The Texans should be watching this tonight and writing down goals because tonight should be a goal for the Texans. We'll explain as we um, get to the last segment here next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, final segment, we'll talk to John Lopez and Landry Locker. I know what they got going on on In the Loop today. A reminder, the Texans are heading to Tennessee for a Christmas Eve rematch with the Titans. Hear the action here on Sports Radio 610, starting with Texans Countdown, presented by Modelo at 9, kickoff at noon, postgame after that. Looking forward to uh, informing and entertaining on Christmas Eve this year. Text message to the Trailer Wheel and Frame text page. Trailer Wheel and Frame! 6375. And I thought the same thing. When you said, uh, when we were talking about the pedal bar and you threw 270 pounds out there as your uh, current uh, fighting weight, um, what is the, Seth, what's the lowest... (laughs) The lowest recorded weight that you had as an adult. I like the recorded part of that. It was it was two forty nine, and that was the very day that I passed out in the doctor's office as he was explaining my hernia surgery to me. Which uh, after which I look, I don't like having things like about my internal organs uh, explained to me yeah. at all. I've got a friend that's undergoing a kidney transplant right now, and uh, it's it's very hard to not be a selfish bastard. It was like, hey, listen, hey, 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 listen, pal, could you could you cool it with the graphic descriptions? <laughs> it's I'm I'm having a hard time with this. Okay, um, <laughs> he's cool. I mean, you'll um, be fine, but I'm yeah, you'll be. <laughs> yeah. Think of me. Yeah, Will somebody right. think of me right, in this whole change. scenario? Um, but I think that. Uh, no, I was, so I was 249, but I had just, like, I was, I was working out, like, three days a week. This was a few years ago, two years ago now, three years ago. And uh, I was working three days, three times a day. I was working out three times a day Oof. and, uh, you know, on a pretty low-carb diet given that amount of exercise. Yeah. And I remember that morning, I had to go to the doctor right after our show was over, and I had, like, worked out right before the show, hadn't hydrated, was, you know, hadn't eaten at all or anything. So I got there and like, he started talking and I started getting woozy and I went down hard. Um, so after that, I decided I needed to, to carb up and, uh, you decided you, quickly. you decided you need to carb, carb up, but not before taking a picture from the back of the ambulance and sending it to me. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I know the doctor made me go to the 
The doctor made me go to the hospital. Yeah. I get this, to the hospital, they're like, eh. I get this picture of these like two legs and gigantic feet facing out in a in a medical vehicle. I'm like, there's are you okay? Worse. Yeah, dude, there's nothing worse than being in an emergency room and knowing there's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> and like, oh. like, I'm just wasting everybody's time. They're taking all these tests and everything and looking at me like, oh. like I think they assumed I must be on drugs or something. And uh, like I almost thought I, I almost thought I I almost cons- I considered telling them that I was on drugs to uh, minimize my embarrassment. So it, um, it but after that yeah I did I I decided to carb load which Brandy affectionately calls carb bloating whenever I whenever I do that. She's uh, she she makes fun of me because I'll tell her I'm depleted, but yeah. I can tell that I haven't eaten enough. And she's like depleted, huh? <laughs> that had to feel good though. All of a sudden, like having after having no carbs and passing out, like time to carb up. Oh man, had to I'll be fun. I go relatively low carb just for neurological purposes. There's like there's some evidence that it could help um, um, either slow down or attenuate neurological damage so I do like I do it for those purposes not for diet not for like losing weight or anything but every now and then when I decide to just eat like an athlete it's amazing it's amazing oh. <laughs> like how much I'll dust like any like any cardio workout or anything yeah. I do you're just flying high yeah, yeah. it feels like you're on speed yeah you're like I still got it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then like 18 pizzas later like, all right, right. Probably, I, I might have gone a little overboard with this. <laughs> yeah, I still yeah. got it now I don't want it anymore <laughs> yeah um, John Lopez jumps in studio with us. Uh, I he, literally jumped. It literally jumped in. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, you and I were talking during the break, John, and I think this game tonight between the six and eight Jags and the seven and seven Jets mm-hmm. is something the Texans should be aspiring to next year. Next year, and I say this because the Jags were picking one and two in the draft two years ago, yep, and one and four in the draft last year, yep. A game like tonight that is a and you're gonna people are gonna say two five hundred teams really this is a relevant game this is an I'm in, excited this is an interesting game yeah and um and it's gonna be fun and the Texans have not played in a relevant interesting or fun game in a long long time I mentioned to you what I'm gonna mention here I just want to be interested in it yes I, I just want to be have an interest be entertained the potential for entertainment and the potential for potential you know yeah the, yeah the, 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 to be able to see. Hey, we got a Trevor Lawrence. Let's see what the next step is going to be like. Right. We lived it with Deshaun. Yeah. You know, and now uh, I, I just want to see that. And that's why I've repeatedly said in the last couple of weeks when it's kind of come into focus, I mean, Cal McNair needs to step in. It's about the business of football, man. Uh, it's not just football anymore. It's yeah. about give me give me D'Amico Ryans and Bryce Young, and then you start your scouting. Nick, you know, just give, give me those two guys who everybody's interested in, everybody's brought back in, Yeah. and then you take over. Yeah. Um. The, to that end, uh, sports TV ratings on Twitter had this yesterday. They they said the top NFL local team markets through week 14 by household rating, percentage of households watching in market. Mm-hmm. Buffalo, Kansas City, Milwaukee, Packers, yeah. New Orleans, and Pittsburgh. And that, and that matches up with rabid football. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. match up with win-loss record. It just matches up with rabid football. Some of it, it matches up. Bills and Chiefs. Mm-hmm. But Packers, Saints, and Steelers are three of the more mediocre teams in football, but yeah. rabid, rabid. The bottom five. Oh, no. Well, there we go. Texans, Giants, Rams, Chargers, and Jets. So basically the two New York teams. In that teams, order? To the Jets two, are 32? That's the order he listed them in. So okay. um, the two New York teams, the two L.A. teams, and Houston. Yeah. It's interesting the uh, that the New York teams are that low. It's just that there's so many – the quantity of people is so high there that it's still like an incredible, incredibly large 
group of people still watching football. Yeah. Um, like right. I wonder even when those teams are good, what the percentage is. Yeah. I, 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 I doubt it's as high as it might. Is Those cities like Buffalo or Kansas City or wherever, like they're just very concentrated. Sure. Um, but I would also say about New York and L.A. that – that, that they are not – you don't look at those cities and go, that's a football city right there. Like Houston, we kind of pride ourselves, at least over the course of time, on football being kind of king here. We know that that's been challenged of late. Well, you know? if you have four million rabid fans, like rabid, rabid football right. fans in New York – that's not half the population, right? Right. So, right. so it's also that you yeah. know, like the people don't like don't care. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, yeah. So, yeah, the city itself is like twenty million, and then yeah. the surrounding areas are just as many. Yeah. Um, somebody brought this up the other day, Sean, not mm -hmm. to knock it off of the the dismal Texans football radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, that Houston's going to be the third largest city. In I saw that. America soon. Mm -hmm. well, that, yeah, I mean, we've known that for a while. Yep. Um, but the, the current three largest cities in America all have two baseball teams. So it is it's a little bit of an advantage Houston has in terms of, like, for a city that's very spread out and not necessarily as, uh, like, intense in its baseball interests historically, like, like a New York or a Chicago or what have you, it helps that we only have one baseball team. Yeah. And now, like, with all of that congealing around these Astros the last five years, it might be a pretty unique it might be a pretty unique environment moving forward. Yep. So once you win those championships, then you've got people that are like diehard fans until the day they die and their grandchildren are the same way. And there's no other competing baseball team around. Absolutely. Um, John, what's going on on the show today? Uh, the one and only Laramie Tunsil. Oh, Tunsil. Is going to join How about us that? right off the oh, field. Okay. He, you know, he's a dog. He's a dog. He thinks everybody on the team is a dog. I'm going to ask him about that. Okay. You know, what what constitutes a dog? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, yeah. And I, I think um, it, we're going to talk kind of dovetail off of this discussion here. And Lander is talking about just how weird but wonderful you know the weekend is. Yep. Uh, for football here, so uh, all that, and uh, I, I'm I'm kind of going to pull out the boomer card. I'm I I, I looked at the top ten most you know uh, popular toys for this Christmas. Oh, really? I'd play with like one of them okay. when I was okay. a kid. They're awful. I'm kind of anxious to hear. They're them. awful. They're awful. They're okay. awful. <laughs> okay. That is a boomer segment right there. Um, Seth, antibodies to you, my friend. Hey, antibodies to you. Hey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 